summer is here and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to kick back, relax, and make some cash. Everyone has to start somewhere, which is why you want to get off on the right foot by choosing an established book like mybookie.ag. And with all the major sports seasons just around the corner, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Dynamic betting lines and a simple-to-use platform make the process easier than it's ever been. Create your account in just a few easy steps. Deposit and begin placing your bets. Sign up now using promo code COACHTALK to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000 plus $25 extra free play. That's promo code COACHTALK. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, August 14th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, joined by Sugar Shane Caldwell. And Shane, man, it's been an exciting run here in the bubble. And what a finish tonight. Karis Levert goes up for the jumper. He makes it, and Portland's going to have to go home. He misses it, and uh, it's, it's all Phoenix. So playoff lives were at stake all across the Western Conference. Yeah, it felt it felt like a playoff game. It really felt like game seven of a playoff game. It was pretty intense, you know, they're not having sports for so long and having something that intense. So you really got to hand it to the NBA. I mean, this bubble's been a huge success. There's been great, great, uh, you know, games back and forth, you know, even from some of the teams that aren't contending and then how interesting it is. And then to top that off, we're going to have a, a play-in game here uh, and which is really great because uh, it's uh, Saturday, uh, Memphis and Portland. And, uh, you know, Memphis has John Morant and some great, great players on that side. And then you got Damian Lillard, who's absolutely on fire right now with Portland, who can run a lot of big guys at you, too. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I think that that'll be a good one. And I like how it's a one game playoff, like it's all going to be on the line to get to the playoffs, you know, Um so where, you know, Brooklyn tonight, they were playing hard, so I'm glad they did, but they technically were in no matter what, where these right. teams on Saturday, they have to hit it, so they have to win, which is cool, so uh, that's that's really exciting, so NBA's done a great job with this, considering everything going on. Yeah, they really have, and, and to set it up for the one-game play-in, just brilliant, and what a bonus that Brooklyn was playing that hard down to the wire to get that playoff atmosphere, sort of like the play-in to the play-in game. And it was it was worth it. And uh, and I, we loved it for DFS, for our DFS Coach Talk members, because we had Lillard everywhere. Uh, we had Levert. Uh, we gave out two lineups to our members on FanDuel. Both of them cashed in GPPs. Uh, our our uh, DraftKings clipboard crushed it again. You know, we had uh, we had Boban locked in as a core play and uh, he went off again. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, another core play for us as a value play. He was terrific. Uh, like I said, Lillard and Levert going back and forth. Um, so, uh, you know, we said at the, at the beginning of this week, we were really going to crush this final week of the regular season because we were going to be on top of the news. And that's, again, what, what happened uh, today in Discord. Once we saw that Memphis and Phoenix were going to win, we alerted our members to get the San Antonio guys out of their lineups because it was a good chance that they were going to sit DeRozan and Rudy Gay. And, you know, that was never announced before tip. 
but we already made those moves uh, because we predicted that they'd be out. So that allowed us to cash. And uh, that's what it's all about, right, Shane? I mean, we're here to help people build winning lineups and uh, learn about the process and become profitable long term. So uh, we, we've had a lot of fun here cr cranking it up in 2020 at DFS Coach Talk and um, a lot of uh, you know terrific success here for our members recently. And we'd love to have you all join us. So uh, if you'd like to come in at DFSCoachTalk.com, pick up a weekly, monthly or annual membership that gives you coverage for all of our sports. Uh, right now we're doing baseball, basketball and golf. Football is right around the corner. Um, so uh, what that does is it allows you to get a full fan duel lineup for every sport uh, for the main slate. And we also give out the coaches clipboard on DraftKings. So, uh, Shane, that's what we're offering right now. Uh, it's been going pretty well. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, I'm going through our Discord chat tonight, and I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and it's just tons of members that all that all won a FanDuel, DraftKings, FanDuel, FanDuel. It was it, so it was really cool just to see like that amount of people that were all cashing together, like we're all in the green. It was pretty sweet, and yeah, like like you said, uh, for us earlier to give that news to actually anticipate what Popovich was going to do, you know, I talk about coach talk and we were anticipating the coaching style and his philosophies. And we knew he was probably going to be not very happy and just shut him down after right. he knew he was eliminated. So he basically sent those guys fishing already, you know? Right. So, yeah. Uh, so that was a really good move because there was some ownership with uh, uh, Rudy Gay and DeRozan and those guys. And that, that created another edge for us there by anticipating the move that was never officially announced. Um, so people just figured, well, they're still going to play because it wasn't announced. But we kind of were a couple steps ahead there. So that was huge for us. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing about tonight was that everybody cast with those lineups. They weren't, you know, takedowns. They weren't top 1%, but they were top 5 to 10%. And, you know, earlier in the week is when we had the, the wins that were, you know, 3,000 or more. Uh, coach won, you know, 15 to 20 K in baseball about a week ago. So we've had some big recent takedowns here, but it's, that's not what it's all about. I mean, it is what it's all about, but that's not the only part of what we're trying to do here is we want to consistently win. And that's what we've done in basketball. We've got about a 75% winning percentage. So, um, you know, if you're interested in, you know, steadily building the bankroll, that's what we're going to try to help you continue to do. Um, and today's assignment Shane is to break down a four game slate that has as much news as any of these recent crazy days in the NBA bubble probably more because none of these eight teams have anything to play for they're all locked into their playoff uh, position their playoff matchup so really it's only about trying to get everybody primed for that first round series so you know some teams are going to look at it as you know, an opportunity for rest. Others might look at certain guys that they want to, um, you know, get back in the groove a little bit more, you know, get the pos positive vibes going. So what we've been doing tonight is, you know, trying to find the different opportunities um, and, and so we can come up with an edge. And uh, of course, tomorrow will be, well, I guess later today here, we're, we're early on Friday morning, but the news will be very important. So uh, certainly follow us on social media at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. You can follow Shane at DET Sports Shane. And you can follow me on Twitter at Language Olympic. 
But Shane, let's get right into the four-game slate here. Uh, first game tips off at 1.30 Eastern. It's Denver and Toronto. And we want to thank our presenting sponsor, mybookie.ag. They don't have the lines up yet uh, because of all these moving parts. Uh, also want to give a quick shout-out to tvg.com. That's where the world watches and wagers on horse racing. If you're into horse racing, just go to our website. We have a $300 risk-free bet that you can use at TVG. So go to our website, click through for that tremendous offer. Uh, same thing with mybookie.ag. We've got a $1,000 match, 50% uh, match up to 1000 and we have a free play for folks who use the promo code COACHTALK. So uh, without further ado, Denver and Toronto, 1.30 Eastern tip-off. And for the Denver folks, Barton and Harris are still out. Uh, that's been the theme here for a while. On the Toronto side, Serge Ibaka questionable with the knee and OG Ananobi questionable with the knee. So let's take a whack at it here. First of the four uh, of this messy slate. What can we find here that's attractive? As we're Yeah, as we're trying to look at the slate, teams like Denver, obviously nothing to play for. It's kind of the rust versus rest debate here. So are we just trying to rest these guys or are we trying to make sure they're not rusty and give our starters and our, our, our top players a good run like your your uh, Jokic's and your Jamal Murray's and your Michael Porter Jr.? Uh, I think in this final game, I think that they were getting they knocked the rust off in those last few games when they gave these guys a decent run. I feel like for a lot of these teams, though, the final game, they're more concerned with rest as opposed to rust. And they're more concerned with the health of the of the team. So be, so because of that, I'm not on a lot of these higher price players in this slate. I don't trust them. And with Denver, it's also a little bit difficult to figure out like what uh, backup reserves that are deep into the bench would get a good run and produce at a high rate. So because of that, I'm, I would have to say that I'm mostly fading Denver um, and I'm able to do that because there's a ton of value plays that I really like on, uh, on these other teams where I feel pretty good about these young talented guys getting a lot of minutes. So I think the theme we see is probably more rest. That's in my opinion. Anyways, I know some of this is a little unpredictable and the theme is young, talented guys that are normally deep in the bench, get to shine and get to kind of ball out a little bit and put up, put up a lot of minutes and a lot of points. And, uh, you know, guys that come out of nowhere that are kind of getting it, uh, making a name for themselves during this time period, uh, developmental players. So that's what I, what I like here. Um, and then, to, so really, if you look at the, 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 uh, injury reports, they got Denver's got Will Barton and Gary Harris on there. Well, that's not really new news, right? So none of the other guys are on there. And Toronto has Serge Ibaka as a game-time decision with the knee and OG Adenomi with the knee as well. I don't feel like those guys will play. If they're on the injury report, why would they play them? So because of that, I do like Chris Boucher again from Toronto. I feel like he's a guy that can get a few minutes in the first half as backup minutes and then hopefully could play almost the whole second half. Um, he is $5,000 on uh, FanDuel, and he's a center over there, and 5300 on DK. So I do like Boucher, assuming that we can get confirmation that Abaka's out. Also, they have Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and he's pretty solid, kind of does a little bit of everything, and he's super cheap as well. Power forward uh, on FanDuel at 3800 So if we get a couple more of these guys out, uh, I think that they want to get Rondé Hollis-Jefferson into form and give him more minutes so he's prepared for a, a backup role in the playoffs. Um, and then the other guy that's deep, if we can get news on, 
like uh, Kyle Lowry or Van Vliet or one of those guys sitting. Then uh, uh, shooting guard Matt Thomas, who's a rookie, he's a sharp shooter, uh, really good shooter. He's 3,600 on FanDuel or 4,200 on DK. So I kind of like Matt Thomas if you can get confirmation a few other guys are out. So that's about it, what I have for this game. Uh, hopefully you have a lot of good plays from Denver here because I don't have a lot of them. <laughs> well, I've got a couple ideas. I agree with you on the rest versus rust. I think that's a great theme. Uh, I also like the theme of looking at young guys here. One more opportunity to get him some run and some confidence. And um, so I agree that those are important themes throughout the slate. Uh, on Denver, you know, they are sort of a morass of guys. It's just, it's a deep roster, really balanced, really talented. So it it, it is kind of hard to analyze, certainly looking at that last game where they played pretty balanced minutes. You know, it's, it's, easy to kind of lean towards a conclusion where you're not going to get uh, a ton of minutes and it's going to be pretty balanced. But I think, you know, Murray is, he's in consideration for me because I think he's maybe the one guy that needs to shake off the rust a little bit more because he was out. Um, So he's a little pricey at 7.2 thinking that he might play 24 minutes but I, I have a feeling that while he's out there, you know, they're going to want to run the pick and roll with with he and Jokic. And I, I think there's a chance that he pays off his value. He's probably the one higher priced guy that I would play for Denver. And then, you know, you could go with Torrey Craig. This is a guy at 4.5 who you give him 24 minutes. That's That can be enough for him because he does so much. He'll, he can score, rebound, blocks, steals. So he's in consideration for me. And then if you want a couple, you know, GPP guys off the bench, some possibilities where folks who haven't played as much, PJ Dozier would be one for me at 4.1, who if he gets over 20 minutes, he could really explode here. And we're looking for guys with the major upside. So he he fits that criteria for me. And then Troy Daniels, who really hasn't played much, but he's a shooter. Uh, 3.2, if he's out there for even 16 or 18 minutes, you know, if he catches it and he's got to look, he's going to take it. So he he could pay off value. But yeah, I agree, you know, Denver is just not that attractive overall on this slate. On the Toronto side, Boucher is also my favorite, and he, he has been priced up, but I'm okay with that. The guy is really explosive and so versatile. Three-pointers, blocks, rebounds. Um, you know, he's an exciting guy. I, I like to play him when it seems like there's a chance he's going to get minutes. And as you said, with Sergio Baca questionable, I just don't. I just find it unlikely that he will play. So that'll open it up for for Boucher. RHJ to me is a little bit more of a cash play than GPP. So uh, Boucher for me. Powell certainly in consideration, but you know he's a little bit pricey now. Um, not that price is a huge issue here for us today, but there is a guy in the late game that might be playing named James Harden. And if we get him in our lineups, then price does become a bit of an issue, at least on DraftKings. So, all right, let's go to game two. Uh, we'll have plenty of time uh, to adjust our lineups because the next game is not till four o'clock Eastern. It's Miami against Indiana. And what an interesting matchup because they played earlier this week. They are going to play in the playoffs on Tuesday, and both teams have decided that 
they're going to take a core uh, part of their lineup and have those guys rest. So on the Miami side, Bam and Butler and Dragic are out. And then we've got question marks next to Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Derek Jones Jr. So there's six guys right there from the rotation who are probably going to be out. So it's going to be a small group of players for Miami likely to choose from. And on the Indiana side, we've got Oladipo sitting, TJ Warren sitting, and Turner is going to be out. So a lot of uh, extra minutes to go around with Indiana. Also, Goga Batadze is questionable. So uh, this is probably the game with the fewest amount of regulars playing. You like some of these cheaper options here? Yeah, I mean, I love this game because in addition to the guys you talked about for Miami, I'm also seeing Derek Jones Jr. popping up, not that he plays a ton, and this other guy, Gabe Vincent. So, like, a lot of the Miami players, including their studs, but also their backup guys are are looking questionable here, and I'm guessing if they're questionable, they're probably not going to play. Um, so I really, uh, you know, Kelly Olenek is a guy that we have to keep an eye on just because with all these guys out, Kelly Olenek, even if he gets just 20 five minutes the guy can kind of dominate do a little bit of everything he could shoot threes he could hit down low and he's only 4200 at center on FanDuel uh he's 5500 power forward center on DK um I'm even going deep is looking at if I look at like pretty much all their bigs are out almost all their guys are out I'm looking at Myers Myers Leonard and see how many minutes he might get. And he's a $3,500 center on DK's or FanDuel minimal price. And he's 3,300 on uh, DK. I don't know if we're going to even need to go that cheap though for, for, you know, this slate, but Myers Leonard is very talented and he can do a little bit of everything as well. Uh, and I think that he could get a lot of run here. And then of course you got to love Tyler hero. If they're going to keep rolling him out for, you know, 30 plus minutes or even high twenties, the guy is just going to dominate the usage in this game with all these guys out. And he's just been an absolute terror. Uh, he's, he's really been the, uh, one of the younger bubble superstars here when he's getting playing time, he's 5,300 on FanDuel, 5,700 on DK. And then Kendrick Nunn is coming back. He was out of the bubble for a little bit, but he's back. And I think they're going to use this as his, his game to knock off the rust here. So I think he's going to get decent minutes and he's really talented, especially being that this is going to be kind of like almost like a, a, a kind of a G League type game here. So I like Kendrick Nunn, 4,800 on FanDuel, 5,200 on uh, DK. So those are the main guys that I'm taking a look at here. Um, you really got to like Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. And then those other big guys are consideration because they really only have so many other guys to play here. So. Yeah, I mean, I agree. For me, pretty much everybody in the Miami rotation, I think, is worth considering. Hero, certainly number one on the list at, at 5.7. You know, he's been smashing value. And I agree, he's going to get an opportunity to really uh, run the show again. Uh, and yes, none, you know, perfect, perfect example of a guy they need to knock the rust off of. Uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, you know, he could go off. I don't like him quite as much as those other two. Olenek, I think, is a fine play. Um, I don't know how many minutes he'll play, you know, because he is a key guy in their rotation now. So I wouldn't be surprised if he tops out at about 20 minutes. So I'm not quite as high on him. I'll give you one guy off the bench for Miami that, uh, you know, we may call our secret squirrel of the day. That is Chris Silva. 3.5 as a center. 
And this is a guy who, you know, is is kind of wiry big guy, but he's he's pretty quick. Uh, he's he's smooth and fluid. And if he's out there, he can he can rack up the numbers pretty quickly, um, doing a little bit of everything. Not a not a huge scorer, but rebounds, blocks. Um, you know, he can he can uh, score off a dish in the paint. So he's a guy that I will probably get some exposure to with uh, all these guys out. Uh, over on Indiana, we didn't get to break them down yet. Um, looks like Brogdon will play here after Oladipo played the last game and Brogdon sat. Oladipo went 7 of 26 from the field that game. So, you know, they may turn around and say, Brogdon, why don't you go ahead and do whatever you want here for 25 minutes or so so you can stay uh, in good form. Um, but he's 7.4. He's a little bit pricey. Uh, then we've got the Holiday Brothers. Aaron coming off that rough one at 5.1. Justin Holiday 4.6. I think Justin Holiday is probably my favorite option here. Um you know, he just kind of fits in that small forward spot. And uh, they, you know, again, with with the, with the number of guys out, uh, he should get really solid minutes. Um, that's kind of the, you know, the the exciting, attractive option for me on Indiana. You could look at Ed, Edmund Sumner to try to back up his good performance last time at 3.7. You know, he's not a great shooter, so... I don't know if I'll if I'll go there, but what are your thoughts on the Indiana side? But my thoughts on Indiana is I think they are going to rest even their normal backup. So I'm going to like their G League type backups here, you know. So I'm talking summer league. So I'm going really deep on Indiana because, like for example, Justin Holiday. Well, he's a normal part of the rotation. I mean, as a backup guy, so. He's already gotten all kinds of full runs, so I'm not fully convinced that he's going to get another full run on this one, which means something. And then all the other starters are going to be out pretty much, right? I don't even know how many minutes Brogdon's going to get, but I can't imagine that many. So I like like the deep plays in this, um, like Doug McDermott. I think that he can get a pretty good run here. He's cheap, you know, 4,200, Fanduel, 3,900, DK, uh, Jakar Sampson is small forward or power forward. He's really cheap, 3,600 to 3,800. Uh, because if uh, Bogatze's out, uh, Gogo Bogatze's, if he's going to be out because he's a game-time decision, um, I mean, Miles Turner's not going to play. So they really don't have that many big guys. I don't really trust TJ Leaf. So that's why I like Jakar Sampson to maybe get some more minutes here. I like Edmund Sumner because I feel like Brockton's not going to play much. Uh, and I feel like even the holiday uh, brother, the holiday guys might not play that much either. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of thinking, especially like second half, that this is going to be a full out G League, you know, summer league kind of scrimmage type game. Uh, so that's why I'm targeting these these guys here. Uh, and then Elise Johnson, another big one of one of the other big guys who's really talented. He's only thirty seven hundred on uh, FanDuel and thirty five hundred on uh uh, DraftKings. He's also very talented. He's had some big games in the summer league as well. So he's another guy. So I know that's going really deep, but I feel like these really deep guys are the guys that could get like high twenties to over thirty minutes and 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 just have breakout games here. Yeah, Samson. I think is a good point. Uh, they just don't have many bigs left if Goga is out. So you got to figure he'll get at least twenty minutes. You know, he hasn't been getting great minutes. He's been doing all right. 
But yeah, if he could give us 24 minutes or more, then you got to figure he's going to pay off his price tag. So then it's just about, you know, do you have a better option in that price range that you like even more? And uh, we've got plenty of cheap guys to consider as we continue on here to the second half of the slate. Again, it's only four games. They're all spread out. The next one's going to start at 6.30 Eastern, Oklahoma City against the Clippers. Again, both teams locked into their playoff spot. Uh, Clippers will play their first playoff game on Monday, OKC on Tuesday. And on the OKC side, Schroeder continues to be out. Chris Paul is going to sit this one out. And Lou Dort is going to sit. So uh, three key guys from their rotation. And then on the Clippers side, Harrell is still out. Pat Beverly is going to be out. And Landry Shamit will be out. So three uh, you know, guys to consider on both sides who will not be playing. For the guys who are going to be out there, who are you looking at in this game? Yeah, uh, so I mean, with OKC's side, uh, I think if if, if uh, SGA Shea Gildas Alexander, if he gets a full uh, uh, a decent amount of minutes here, you know, I was initially a little nervous about his minutes, but with uh, with uh, Shamane, uh with Chris Paul out, Chris Paul doesn't really miss that many games. Uh, he can get SGA can get back to his normal natural point guard position, so he would definitely get a lot more production on the assist. And he can get defensive stats. Obviously, he can score. So he'd be a primary ball handler out there and kind of a leader because they don't really have like an obvious backup point guard here because normally that would probably be Schroeder would would uh, handle the ball more. So right. I think SGA is one of the few guys that uh, we were talking about before the podcast. And I was like a little nervous, but I, I think I do agree with you. He's going to be one of the better pay up spots here, even though he's not like super expensive. Um, so I can definitely look at him. I think Darius Baisley is going to be probably one of the better plays. He's going to be very chalky, but I think it might be a position where you have to eat the chalk because you just have so much usage with, uh, with all their, most of their guys being out. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if, uh, was Steven Adams ruled out as well here or is he still? Yeah, he and no, he and Noel are expected to play as as far as I can tell at this point. Yeah, which I don't think they're going to play that much either. So I I like Darius Baisley. He's the type of guy they left him in there most of the second half last game, and he just gets up a ton of shots and does a little bit of everything. So he's 5,200 on FanDuel, 5,400 on uh, DK there. He's power forward center on DK, small forward on on, uh, FanDuel. So he's going to be really popular. And then if you want to go real deep, if we're planning on them just playing all their, you know, basically third string type guys, you got Abdel Nader, a small forward. He's in the $3,000 range, $3,700, $3,900 range. And then you got uh, Diallo, Hamadou Diallo, and he's like, what, 3900 FanDuel, 4300 DK. So those are other guys that are talented that could get a ton of minutes in the second half of this game, being that they have no – I don't think they're going to have a lot of interest in playing their starters. So if we're just looking real deep for young guys that are talented, those are a couple of deep plays. But um, other than that, yeah, Baisley and SGA. And then on the Clippers side, I'm not really interested in a lot of their guys. I don't really trust – I don't know if I can trust Kawhi, Kawhi or Paul George. I mean, they are super talented, but and they got decent minutes last game. But I have a feeling it's just, this is going to be, again, the rest situation where they're not going to get as many minutes. And I don't know if I can trust Reggie Jackson – you know, even though they have a lot of guys out and Lou Williams, I can't imagine even, even though he's, he's like an old veteran. So I don't 
put him in that category is, well, we got to get a look at Lou Williams to see what we have in him. You know what right. I mean? They know what they have in him. Yes, so that's do. my, yeah, that's my point. And I'm not looking at their, their deep, you know, young guys as like, wow, this guy's a standout star. So because of that, I'm mostly fading the Clippers here. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at. What about you in this game? Yeah, very similar. Uh, Shea is my favorite. I think they're going to let him, you know, run the offense while he's out there. Uh, just get his confidence up. You know, this is his former team, so I think he'll be motivated. Uh, Baisley, I like him. I will certainly have him in some lineups. I, he's not going to be a lock and load for me in every single lineup. I'm just a little bit concerned about this matchup. You know, the Clippers are so good defensively. So many long wing defenders and a lot of guys who are stronger than Baisley. You know, he's he's he hasn't filled out yet. And he, he's been absolutely terrific here these last few games. So, uh, you know, he could certainly pay off value. And I will have some exposure to him. But I'm just a little bit concerned about about the matchup. And then uh, Diallo, he's the my favorite guy of the other ones that you mentioned. Uh, you know, perfect situation for him with Schroeder and Chris Paul out. You know, I think he'll be in there, and uh, it's, a, it's a good game style for him. Uh, get up and down and, and use his athleticism. You know, one of these, another one of these guys who's not a great shooter, but give him the minutes, and uh, you know, he, can, he can pile up the, the fantasy points. So that's about it for me on Oklahoma City. And with the Clippers, I'm with you. I just Nobody's really jumping out at me. Reggie Jackson, I, I really don't like him quite as much when he starts. You know, because he's got to, you know, get Paul George and Kawhi going and they're going to take the majority of the shots. Uh, so I, I do prefer Lou Williams out of the backcourt. Um, and, you know, they do know what they have with him, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 22 to 24 minutes and he can pay off value. So he's probably my favorite clipper. Um, and I, I may not get anywhere else with, with those guys. All right, Shane, one more game. This is so quick. It's only a four-game slate, and we're already at the 9 p.m. tip-off. It's going to be Philly and Houston. Uh, on the Philly side, Embiid is questionable with an ankle, and Glenn Robinson third is questionable. That's all we have right now as of the early morning on Friday. On the Houston side, Westbrook is out, and he's going to apparently miss some of the playoffs with the quad injury. So uh, not a good situation for the Rockets. Uh, that's the only piece of news I'm seeing uh, for Houston. So uh, late night sweat here. We're going to have any guys in your lineup from this one. You know, it's, this is tricky because I, I'm wanting more news from the 76ers, but of course we don't know if we're going to get that news because it's the 9 PM game and the tip off for this lock is 1:30 PM. Eastern time. So that's the issue I'm having here, because if I could see that maybe uh, Tobias Harris is sitting, you know, I think Embiid is probably not going to play. Uh, you know, I'm just curious about that. Maybe Shake Milton, do they give him limited minutes or, or rest? And I'm interested in uh, if if some of those things happen, I'm interested in uh, uh, Korkmaz at 3,900. got more minutes. So uh, I'm interested in Alec Burks. I feel like the guys are out. 
And uh, Raul Neto, Nito, has been really good at point guard. He's 3,800 on both sides. So he's, he's looked really good when he's in there. So if I feel like he's going to get a few more minutes. And then also if we can get confirmation of, you know, guys like Al Horford are out, I really like Mike Scott as well. And he's super cheap. Um, and he plays really good when he's in there. So if he can get a few more minutes and get a good run, uh, really like him as well. And this is a fast-paced game against Houston, whether it's their backups or their starters. They're going to play fast. So these guys can really get up and down the court. These The guys that I mentioned for Philadelphia really can hit hit threes and they're shooters and scores, and they can do a little bit of everything. So they actually lend to this uh, fast fast-paced game environment with Houston and a high-scoring game of just a bunch of scrubs scoring a lot of points, which is good for DFS here. So that's the way I look at this. But my issue is I can't get confirmation yet as at this point. So we're going to have to uh, try to see if we get any news on Philadelphia because I'm not so sure that they're going to play all their guys. Uh, so it's a little harder to trust the uh, Tobias Harris, even though I love Tobias Harris normally. I feel like this might be finally his rest game even though he's pretty much played solid minutes the whole time. Um, and then on the Houston side, obviously we've got to see if Harden's playing. I guess if Harden's playing, you kind of have to play him again, kind of like on Wednesday, but it's a little hard. Like how many minutes is he going to get? Well, I guess like we were talking before the podcast, well, it doesn't matter as long as he gets like 20 some minutes, he's good, right? He's going to produce right. uh, and you have to just play him. Now, if Harden was somehow out, I'm, interested in taking a look at Chris Clemens, uh, even though he's kind of undersized, the guy's super talented. Uh, you know, he's 3,500 to $3,200 range, but he's super talented if somehow hardens out and if they just want to let this guy go out there and run, run with it. Um, and I still like Jeff Green. I've been playing him quite a bit. You know, he's a center on DK at 4,900 and a power forward for 4,100. I think Jeff Green does a little bit of everything. And then you can still take a look at Covington, just because it seems like Covington just plays no matter what, because he is at times like the center basically for them. And they only have so many big guys. They really don't really have any big guys, but he's one of the bigger guys that can kind of do everything as well. So you look at Covington. So that's kind of where I'm at with these, with these teams here for the final game of the night. Yeah. So uh, following that same pattern, starting with Philly, Tobias Harris is one of the guys that I'm willing to pay up for. Uh, assuming we don't get any late news, because I just think against Houston here, uh, you know, he can pay off value in, in 24 minutes with uh, with Houston's pace, getting it back up and down the other way, uh, especially if Embiid's out. Uh, I think he'll get a lot of shots um, with these bench guys. Yeah, you could look at you could look at Kylo Quinn. Uh, certainly, uh, he was huge for us last last slate that he that he was going to play. Um, and you mentioned Corkmaz. You know, he he could certainly pay off. Thibel, I, I think this is a good game for him at at four K on Fanduel. I'm I'm sorry, four K on DraftKings. So a lot of options. Um, yeah, you may want to. Uh, you know, build a lineup where you'll have some flexibility there for the late game, for the late news, uh, to be able to make a couple changes because uh, there are a lot of moving parts here. And anytime you get to play against Houston, it's a great opportunity to get a couple more possessions. On the Houston side, yeah, I'm most likely going to have Harden. Uh, even again, even if he plays 24 minutes, he can absolutely smash value. You know, this one's interesting, though. I mean, we know that D'Antoni loves to play his guys, you know, big minutes, no matter the circumstances. And they don't have to play until Tuesday. 
So they got plenty of time to rest over the weekend. But, I mean, could this possibly be the time that Houston says, well, Westbrook's out, we can't risk anything with Harden or, you know, Covington? I mean, maybe, right? But, you know, they do seem to just keep doing their thing and, and putting him out there, you know, solid minutes. So I, I'm probably going to have to play Harden unless I hear something changes. You know, Eric Gordon is back in the mix. Uh, he got 15 shots last game, only made five. So he's one guy, one of these guys that I think they may really look to to shake off the rust and give him a bunch of shots. So at 4.6, I think he's worth considering. Uh, and then Austin Rivers at 5.3, he's priced up a little bit, but uh, he's in. He's going to be in my player pool uh, just because of the opportunity uh, to get some more minutes. So. All right, Shane, we did it. That's four games uh, for the Friday slate. Uh, as we mentioned here at the beginning, we'd love to have you come in as a member, and we'll give you the FanDuel lineup. What we do is we get into Discord with our members 30 minutes before lock, and we give out the FanDuel lineup, and then we're with you throughout the day in case there's any changes, and we'll also give you the DraftKings player pool. Uh, we talked about social media earlier. I do want to mention Instagram. Shane runs instagram for us you can find us at dfs underscore coach talk a lot of football stuff over there shane's going to be crushing the nfl coverage here this fall and so we're ready for that uh a charity of choice here at dfs coach talk is mamba on three.org that's m-a-m-b-a-o-n-t-h-r-e-e.org shane any final thoughts here on this four game bonanza well, just going off what you the discussion you were just talking about, James Harden is a critical player in any slate, but especially this slate. I could see him being, if we feel like he's going to play, if we don't get any news tomorrow before lock, it, you know, is he somewhere around 90% ownership? So I think it's an interesting play to fade Harden if, let's say, Harden only ends up getting like 18 to 20 minutes or play, or he ends up sort of like a late scratch or something like that. Because there's other guys you could go to that if they play, you know, let's say 30 minutes, they could beat James Harden in his 20 to 25 minutes, uh, you know, just because of limited time. So maybe Harden doesn't play as much and he doesn't necessarily explode like he normally does during that time period. So it's an interesting thought. I know it may, can make people really nervous, but if if he ended up not really uh, producing that high of a raw point score, because he's obviously not going to hit value on his 11,500, probably his, his salary. I think he's a critical part of whether to play Harden or to fade him. And that that's going to be a, a critical part of this, this uh, you know, because we have a lot of scrubs and backup guys here, but Harden is, is the one guy that is really hard to fade. Um, but that's going to be an interesting decision. It's going to be a big part of this slate, I think. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it's worth considering. I mean, what if he plays 19 or 20 minutes and he only gets 35 to 40 fantasy points? It's yeah. certainly possible. Um, you know, also just as likely that he goes for 55. You know, so <laughs> yeah. Well, he could have less than that though. He could only yeah. have 25 fantasy points. I know that's like unheard of with Harden, but right. you know, it's you know, you just never know. But I know, yeah. There's no one else really in there. I mean, Westbrook's out, but uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's very, that's very interesting, and I think that this is another one of those slates where you don't necessarily have to look at salary. Where normally we're kind of programmed to look at the salary and like try to optimize the salary and use it. I don't 
think you even need to look at salary on this slate. It's just one of those, it, that's just how it is with these crazy slates, you know, and uh, this is going to be one of the last ones for this, uh, for this bubble, you know, regular season restart. So it is very interesting. And I think it's going to be entertaining. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> will. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun slate. So uh, we invite you to join us again tomorrow. We do a NBA podcast seven days a week here while there are games and our fearless leader who you can find on Twitter, Joe Sarvati, he's at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He obviously had the night off tonight, and I don't know if he's going to be able to take two days off in a row. And we do have the the Saturday play-in game, so we may just have to do a short little podcast for the showdown slate, so stay tuned for that. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please do click the, the like button and the subscribe. That way, if we do the showdown podcast for Saturday, you'll get a notification as soon as it's up. Uh, so we invite you to do that. We thank you for all your support everywhere, getting great ratings and reviews. So we'd love it if you'd continue to do that. Five-star reviews on iTunes. Give a quick comment, and we're going to give a, uh, a free membership, free monthly membership away at the end of the month for somebody who gave the, the five stars and a little comment on iTunes. Um, so that is the story there. And uh, that wraps up our four-game coverage here on Friday. Uh, on behalf of Sugar Shane Caldwell, uh, Joe Sarvati, I am Andrew Hansen. And on behalf of the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, we want to thank you for tuning in. And we sure hope you'll tune in again tomorrow with us as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. <laughs>